we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is history. What you've done, what we've done. You guys have built a platform that influences. It's the world's most dangerous morning show. Wake the up, breakfast club. DJ Envy. Envy playing my record, I made it. Charlemagne the God. The God will get you. What made you think that your liking of controversial questions would take you apart? I like this show. This is my favorite show. Wake that ass up. The breakfast club is on. All right, goddamn. It's Friday. Yes, it is. It's Friday. Babble, babble, babble. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. The weekend is here. Good morning. We here. What's happening, man? How y'all feel out there? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. What's going on? I am great. Another day to serve. That is correct. Okay, talk to the best listeners on the planet. Yes. Okay, we get the privilege and honor of doing that every day. I was telling somebody the other day, um, I was having a, I was doing a conversation with somebody, an interview somewhere, and I was saying how the beauty of radio is that you get to wake up every day 
and talk to working class people. We all working class people. We Correct. wake up in the morning and we're up, you know, mm-hmm. and we're at it. Okay, mm-hmm. it's just us, green tea, coffee, some people smoking weed, but we're up together. That's right. Okay, it's a special type of people that be up this time of morning, okay? Whether you're up doing nothing, you might be playing Xbox, PlayStation right now, you might be on your way to work, you're at work, on the way to getting ready for school, whatever it is, you're up and we're together. Yes. Yes. And good morning to you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's so funny how, how we become our parents, right? You know, when, when we were kids and you leave the lights on or you have the heat up too high or... or uh, something small, leave the refrigerator open, whatever it may be. And my parents might used to yell at me, like, yeah, it's too hot in this house. Or, you know, uh, uh, turn this down, turn the lights off. Now I do the same thing. Oh, I thought I- you were talking about something else. I feel like that when it comes to smells. What you mean? You ever, like, <laughs> what? You ever be in the bathroom and you be like, Damn, I smell like my parents used to smell. <laughs> you never did that? No. Oh, I'd be doing that all the time. I'd be like, damn, I smell like my parents used to smell. You know, I used to walk in your parents' bathroom back in the day and mm-hmm. had, a, had a stench or something, and you'd be like, what the hell is that? And then you grow up, you get older, and you'd be like, oh, that's what adult thing smells like. <laughs> that's what adult thing smells <laughs> that's like. That's what adult thing smells like, I guess. I'd be yelling at my kids all the time, hey, hey, you gonna open up that water? You gotta finish that water. You're not just gonna leave half water. Drink that water. No, 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 no complaining about stuff like the lights. That uh, are. Literally, my daughter hit me about something yesterday because she uh she turned 16 this year and she's already got her sweet 16 in her mind and mm-hmm. she asked me something about her sweet 16 which isn't until the summertime by the way mm-hmm. and I said you got such and such money <laughs> when she asked me about it, I said you got such and such money I do that too <laughs> you know? I do that too <laughs> yeah I do that too but guess what it's better than the alternative I am happy to be That's here right. you know uh growing older That's right and being here to be able to raise my uh family absolutely and be, a, be, a, be a husband absolutely. to my wife. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Uh, Erica Alexander will be joining us this morning. One of my favorite people on this planet. One of the most brilliant people you could ever meet. I don't care whether she's on camera or behind the scenes. Just Mm -hmm. one of the the, the best out here doing it. Uh, She's in the new movie. American Fiction. That's right. Which is a film out right now. It's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. But, you know, uh, Erica, we did a a podcast called The Big Payback, which is a reparations podcast. That's a documentary now. She also Mm -hmm. uh, did Finding Tamika with myself and Kevin Hart's company, SBH Productions on Audible. We won so many awards for that because of the brilliant Erica Alexander. So always a pleasure to talk to her, and she'll be here this morning. All right. And then we got front page news when we come back. So don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Y'all are crazy. Morning, everybody. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right. Tesla Figaro's here. Good morning, Tez. Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Peace, Tez. Now, I want to start off with uh, sports. Now, uh, NFL, of course, the uh, the playoffs start tomorrow, 4.30. Uh, I'm looking at the times The playoffs right resume tomorrow. Yeah, resume tomorrow. Yeah, it's the divisional round. Last week was the wild card wild round. Card, this is the right. NFL divisional round. Okay, I'm looking at the times. All right, the Texas uh, Texans play the Ravens tomorrow at 4.30. The Packers play the 49ers at 8.15. And on Sunday, the Buccaneers play the Lions at 3 o'clock. And the Chiefs play the Bills at 6.30. Man. The Giants take on the Cowboys at 12 midnight. Let me tell you something. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm going to be watching. but You know, you this, is, watch. this is the best part of the NFL season when your team isn't playing. Because you have no emotional connection to nothing. So you're just sitting back enjoying uh, the, in- the entertainment of it all. That's right. Now, Let's start off with this Baltimore High School. What's going on with this Baltimore High School? 
Well, we talked about it. We talked about how AI was going to cause all types of problems. We've been talking about that uh, all last year. And we actually talked about that this week. Well, guess what? It is already starting. Uh, Baltimore County Public Schools is investigating a leaked audio recording of a high school principal going on a racist rant, which he claims is fake and made by artificial intelligence. Now, the recording was posted on Instagram, allegedly capturing uh, this principal by the name of Eric Eiswart, making racially charged comments. Take a listen. I'm the principal here, me and only me. You know, I, I seriously don't understand why I have to constantly put up with these here every day. Jesus. Between these ungrateful black kids who can't test their way out of a paper bag, or these teachers who don't get it, how hard is it to get these students to meet their grade level expectations? Lawrence and Ravenel should have never been hired. And don't let me get started on DJ. I'm going to drag his black ass out of here one way or another. I'm going to get something to stick. I'm just so sick of the inadequacies of these people. And if I have to get one more complaint from one more Jew in this community, I'm going to join the other side. Kathy, I'm done. I don't think AI is that good yet, but I'm, I don't know. It's, who, it's advancing oh, it's, at it's such a rapid good. rate. Is nah, it? it is, but who, yeah. who is he allegedly talking to? Who was he speaking to? Do we know? Uh, allegedly, the person's name was Kathy, who they say is the assistant principal uh, and has said, uh, the union has said that this is not true. AI is actually pretty good. They did a whole story on it. I saw on CNN on the, on the voices and, and, and changing people's name, uh, mm -hmm. voice, and uh, they show where people were calling into their parents, and their parents didn't even recognize you know who they were. Um, so it's actually pretty good, depending on the technology but uh, they said this was not true um, that it was AI and they'll be doing an investigation and then also another story uh, that has been uh, put out on the internet was they said President Biden was caught on a hot mic talking about immigration and how uh, he's going to uh, attack Texas and this is another AI claim uh, the audio is muffled so I want to read it to you but I am going to play the audio it says we're going to make these cowboys uh, don't stop the surge of military age men from entering that was talking about immigration if we have to send F-15s to Texas there and wage war on Texas, so be it. Let's take a listen to that audio. We're going to make sure those cowboys don't stop the surge of military-aged men from entering. If we have to send F-15s to Texas here and wage war against Texas, so be it. Well, welcome to 2024. I told y'all last year that, you know, the lines between reality and, 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 and what's fake were already blurred, but stuff like artificial intelligence was going to obliterate those lines altogether. I, I, I did a whole donkey of the day on this last year. We knew that this was coming. So get ready to spend all this year trying to figure out what's true and what's not true. And that's why even when Piers Morgan was here yesterday, we was having a conversation about, you know, world leaders being on social media. I don't think no world leader should be on social media because the, the, the room for error is too, too, too small. Like what if, you know, that that clip right there was generated from social media and people said it came from his actual account. Yeah, well, President Biden's actual account. Well, then the problem what? is, is like you said, is AI that that advanced? Yes. I mean, it's to the point and and people should look at it so they understand what it really is. Like you can get on it and say uh, anything from send, send me a voice with Charlemagne saying I love DJ Envy so much and it will make that it will generate it. You can say you know, make me a flyer of me on the front page of the Daily News and it'll make that. Like it is it is ill uh, of of how it could be generated. And it's not like it's super duper costly. A lot of the stuff is free. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no
just um, added some additional information that clip with uh, President Biden that was shared uh, numerous times, even some folks with some credibility that do not like President Biden said this is clearly AI. Uh, Biden does enough terrible things. There's no need to make things up. So, well, tell me um, how, how tell me how y'all know it's AI. I'm glad that, you know, people can make that distinction. But yeah. I'm, the, the other thing about it is there's going to be people out there that's going to know some of these things are AI. But if you already are mm-hmm. trying to create a narrative about a person and push a narrative about a person, you still going to put that false, Correct. you know, phone call or false right. audio out there just to try to prove your point on, on social media. And I'm so afraid that some Orson Welles, War of the Worlds type stuff is going to happen because it's some fake audio or because of a fake tweet that comes from a world leader. Like, what if you hear one of these world leaders say they just sent the nuke off? Yeah. Or somebody creates a story that a nuclear weapon is on the way to such and such country. By the time these folks figure it out, it might be too late. Yeah. And we don't know what it is. You know, folks, all of a sudden, you know, they're going to start becoming AI experts. You know, like we talked mm-hmm. about the other day. Some people said it's the way the words are pronounced in certain words or um, the first. Yeah, the first one we played, the rapid pace. And, you know, so people don't know. They don't know what it is. But I do want to know. Do y'all think the first racist rant, you think that was true or not? AI, what's your vote? I have no idea. And, and, and honestly, that, that's that's another thing that's going to cause a lot of problems. Just just people mm-hmm. speculating. I really don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, I, I don't know. No idea. I don't know if it's true or not. But, like, when, when you hear things like him doing that, what, 30, 45 second rant and he's talking to somebody and you don't hear uh, 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 mm-hmm or yeah or something, you don't hear nobody else's voice. You just never know. Like, you just never know. No, that's not true, though. Because there's plenty of ranch with somebody just going off. You don't hear nobody else's voice. But if you're talking to somebody, they're not going to say, uh-huh, or, or respond. Not if I'm ranting. Mm. <laughs> if, if, if I'm ranting, you listen. Mm. All right. Well, yeah, like you said, there's, there's going to be no way of actually telling. And you, you can't even put it into software because the software can't tell you. Mm-hmm. And that is the Breakfast Club front page news. Now, what are we talking next hour? Yeah, if some good news. Uh, if you've worked in the public sector, you have student debt, the Biden administration has some good news that may apply to you. So tap in and find out what it is. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Good morning. Get it off your chest. What's up, man? I just want to say good morning, guys. I love you guys. And um, just want to mention that I'm an Eagles fan, too. So um, I want to say sorry to the Giants fan and to the Cowboys fan. Sorry, Charlemagne, the guard. Sorry to the Andy. Hey, it happens. I'm not even tripping. We're going to the Super Bowl next year. Oh, boy. That's it. Just keep saying it over and over. Just keep saying it over and over. That's it. One day it's going to happen. That's it. I love you guys, man. Keep doing your shit, man. For real. Have a good one, brother. Right. Hello, who's this? It's DJ Lord Gio from Newburgh, New York. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Uh, I wanted to talk about that AI um, software stuff with the rants. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, she used to go to school, and when she used to write her papers, they used to put her paper into a software that they could check that if it's AI or not. Right. That first rant, I believe that I believe the first rant was was real. I think the Biden thing was kind of fake. Well, the only problem with that is, is you know, I got a, I got kids in, in, in college. The, the thing with that is my daughter wrote a paper when she was in high school before AI really existed. And she put that paper into the, the AI generated software to see if it was, you know, if it was created by ChatGPT. And it said that right. it was 88 percent a chance that it was, which is un- it can't be because it wasn't even created back then. 
You see what I'm saying? So you still right, got to right. be careful with some of that as well because it just picks up certain words and certain slang. So you really don't know, you know? And, and, but think about this. Right, right. Think about how much time we just spent debating whether or not something is real are fake. Correct. Who got time to do that all 2024? Not just 2024, for the rest of our existence here on this planet. Like, 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 what, right, like, right. like, like, what, what if a world leader, what if we see something on social media and a world leader saying he just sent off a nuclear bomb or you just see somebody, correct, I'm about to send a nuclear bomb or I'm about to go to war. By the time folks realize it's fake, it might be too late. That's, that's true. You might be right. You might be right. Charlemagne. Thank you for putting on for Newberg, man. You know, we shout out to Newberg. We appreciate five one zero five one. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, Breakfast Club? This is your boy Dingo. Hey, Dingo, what's up? Get it off your chest, brother. Hey, man, it's been a minute, y'all. Happy New Year to y'all. Hope y'all have been good and been safe. Happy New Year to y'all. Uh, I thought we were going to Maybe not. Hey, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. All right, brother. What's up? Yeah, man. Hey, absolutely, man. So this year, I've been going on a self-care tour. So really just been focusing on me, doing things that make me happy, because I haven't been doing that. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to say that that's okay for y'all to do what's good for you. This year should be all about self-care, and I just wanted to promote that. And also, I just got a new Jeep, and I didn't know nothing about Jeep culture. I got like a Wrangler, it's mm-hmm. real nice. Um, and somebody left a rubber duck on my hood when I was outside the store. Right. I didn't know nothing. I was freaked out. I thought it was a calling card. You know how people be trafficking people and be putting signals and stuff on there. Yep. I think so. Some, I thought it was something like that. Nah, somebody was flirting. You know, Bert and Ernie, Rubber Ducky. It was a guy who wanted to get in the tub with you. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> nah, man, I didn't know what it was, but I did look it up, and apparently that's a, a big thing with Jeeps. Like the Jeep culture. Yeah. If they like your Jeep, they'll put a rubber ducky on the hood and then you just basically put it in your dashboard to kind of like display it and collect them. So I thought that was pretty crazy. Ain't no way in hell I'm doing that because if I do that, they, there might be a tracking device on that rubber ducky. Ain't no right. telling. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, man. But hey, it's all good, man. I, I think it's fun. But hey, that's all I wanted to get off my chest today, y'all. I appreciate y'all letting me through. Wishing y'all much success in the new year. And I know y'all phones been ringing, ringing with the new co hosts, man. Everybody's been going crazy. So. Best of luck to y'all on that one. Ain't nobody calling us, man. Ain't nobody calling y'all. You can out there. She up there putting posts like, hey, I need you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, but but, but, but back back to your Jeep culture. I mean, it's so many people with Jeeps. And, man, they do ride on. There's there's, there's women with Jeeps. There's brothers with Jeeps. It's a huge population. And they always support the car show. So salute to all uh, the Jeep culture people out there. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. And y'all be safe out here, man. Y'all have a good one. Yes, sir. Yep, later. Hello, who's this? <laughs> oh, hold on real quick. Hello? Hey, what's up? Get off your chest. Yo, what's going on? Yo, hold on. Say you're on the breakfast club. Hello? Take us on Bluetooth. You got us on Bluetooth. Take it off. Oh, yo, hello? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, we get you. All right, cool. Yeah, yo, so, uh, yo, I believe that that is, uh, oh, excuse me, I believe that that's, uh, AI. Which um, one? Which it's one? Uh, that, that, um, that, that principal, that principal that got caught saying that, oh, uh, he was, he was saying just all that racist stuff. Oh, you just sounds old. You think that's AI? What? You think that's AI? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's AI. If you listen closely, yo, listen, listen closely, the, there is like a monotone, uh, to it. 
And um, he just over blatant. I know people are racist like that, but he was like a over blatant. It's like an over blatant kind of racism. I'm telling you, know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then he was started talking about the Jew the way he was talking about the Jew. It just it, it just sounds fake. Here's the thing. I don't know well, if you. Only reason why I'm only reason why I'm saying that is because uh, I'm actually one of those people that is watching like like how Charlamagne said. Like I am, I am double looking and double uh, listening. So all that kind of things, because uh, it's uh, pretty public right now. Man, y'all gonna make me replay uh, my donkey of the day about AI from last year this morning. Mm. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, y'all really gonna make me replay it. No, it's scary. because I don't I, like like I don't know if that young man who just called was right. I don't know if that young man was wrong. I just know that we're going to spend a lot of time doing this all through 2024. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be very, very scary. Because like I said in that donkey today, imagine you're riding into work and somebody plays something to you from one of your co-hosts and your co-host talking crazy about you. You about to see this person in four or five minutes. By the time you walk in the building and confront this person and this person trying to tell you it wasn't you, now what? Right. I'm telling you, man, your wife, a girlfriend on the phone, you hear them talking about how they just slept with your brother or best friend. You don't know. Like, I'm telling you, this thing is going to cause so much problems, man. And there's no way to find out if it's true or not. None. That's the scary None, part. None, man. None. I'm telling you, it's going to be terrible. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. C.J. will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. 
executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk pop star Madonna. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Pop star. Pop legend. Gossiping. Are you chatting? Uh, I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. Yes. Now, Madonna and Live Nation are being sued because. She was late to her show. Now, two people are suing her. The uh, people's name is Michael and Jonathan. They paid $292 for a ticket and $155 for a ticket. And they said that she was late. And because she was late, it was hard for them to get a ride home. They had work the next day. Let's listen to the report. Two men actually bought tickets for her December 13th celebration tour at Barclays Center. Well, fans cherished those tickets that the show would start at 8.30 p.m. But it was no holiday. Madonna didn't take the stage until borderline 11 p.m. Now expressing themselves, saying there was limited ride sharing available because the concert didn't end until after 1 a.m. They were forced to pay for private transportation and like a prayer, the lawsuit is seeking unspecified damages. Does this argument on behalf of these two men have any legal standing here? What they're alleging essentially is that it was a false and deceptive trade act. They were sold a concert that had they known it was going to be two hours late, they may not have still bought the ticket. And under New York law, this is considered a deceptive trade practice if they relied on the messaging and that it can be shown that they were damaged by relying on it and it did not happen. Well, you just gave anybody who's ever been to a Lauryn Hill concert a bright idea. That's right. <laughs> Ready or not, lawsuits come. But here's the difference. Folks know Lauryn Hill going to be late. So that's not deceptive at all. Okay. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter. When you buy a ticket, you, you look for no, a specific no, no, time. No, no. We've been knowing Lauryn Hill going to be late to these shows <laughs> all for years. So if you buy these tickets, if it say seven, you already know it ain't going to start till 1030. I thought on the ticket, when you purchase a ticket from these sites, I thought it says if, if the person is late or if there's a, a postponement or a cancellation that you can't sue, I thought. I have but no I do think it's effed up. If you buy a ticket and the show's supposed to start at 830, you get a babysitter, you know, you have work the next morning and then it doesn't start to three, four hours later. It feels like it's an easy lawsuit that'll get dismissed simply because we don't know why Madonna was late. Right. We don't know what Madonna could have been potentially going through. You know, it could have been a family emergency. Well, they're saying she they, been they, sick. We they don't know what it's it was. Sound issue. They said they believe it was sound issue. Oh, that don't, well, see, that don't have nothing to do with her. Right, but 
somebody's gonna get sued because it was supposed to be done beforehand. Well, this Sula, is what, well, supposed to be prepared. Sue Live Nation. That's what they got insurance for. But I still don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I there's been know, plenty yeah. of things that you know, pl- plenty of concerts or events that we've been to that didn't start on time. And what constitute on time? What if it was twenty minutes late? What if it was an hour late? What if it was two hours late? Like you know, we don't I, know. Like yeah. what constitutes being late? Because if it's just twenty minutes late, can I sue for that? I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's a bad precedent. Now, also, we got to talk about... ain't no precedent because it ain't going to be set. (laughs) They ain't about to set that. We'll see, though. All right. Now, Taraji P. Henson, uh, she talks about the color purple and is kind of upset that people are talking more about what she said, her comments about being underpaid, than the actual movie. And I heard on the street, Taraji, you had the audacity to say you're thinking about getting stopping acting. We said, stop talking. Are you thinking about it? I'm just tired of working so hard. Being gracious at what I do, getting paid a fraction of the cost. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing my sisters say the same thing over and over. I hear people go, you work a lot. Well, have to. The math ain't mathing. And when you start working a lot, you know, you have a team. We don't do this alone. The mm-hmm. fact that we're up is a whole entire team behind That's us. Right. They have to get paid. It seems every time I do something and I break another glass ceiling, when it's time to renegotiate, I'm at the bottom again Mm -hmm. like I never Mm -hmm. did what Mm -hmm. I just did, and I'm just tired. I'm tired. And if I can't fight for them coming up behind me, then what the f*** am I doing? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, of course, what people are have been talking about the last week or so, last couple of weeks, actually, and not necessarily talking about the film, The Color Purple. That is interesting that she feels like that, because uh, I, I have heard people say they weren't going to see The Color Purple because uh, those folks didn't pay Taraji. I don't know who mm. those folks are, but they said those folks didn't pay Taraji. And I remember thinking to myself, well, that kind of defeats the purpose because you want the movie to be successful so you can continue to see movies with these, you know, diverse that's casts, right. you know, these black casts, you know, these women-led casts, because if they don't, do well at the box office you won't see them that's right in and theaters that, and that's exactly what she said I hope they can focus back into this film because right now to me it feels like what I said is now becoming louder than this beautiful film what if she get back in because if she get back in then you know if you want to support the Roger you definitely go see the film correct I don't know All right, now also Kid Cudi talks about uh, his friendship with Kanye allegedly Kid Cudi and Kanye stopped speaking because Kid Cudi had a, a cool friendship with Pete Davidson one of his closest friends and meeting Pete Kanye didn't like it because at the time Kanye uh, Kim Kardashian was dating Pete Davidson so Kid Cudi came back my and said my wife is out here sleeping with a white boy with a 10 inch penis and you won't help me <laughs> you wanna explain Oh no I've okay. told that story before That's All what right. Kanye said to me once mm-hmm. Now Kid Cudi says that Kanye called him and apologized People don't even know that That Kanye paid for the first day and night video When I didn't have a deal Just was like he needs a video so I'm gonna pay for it Didn't know me Was sure just doing a favor It's like I, I had this moment to kind of think about the past And the journey that I've had with this person There is a There is a good man there Cause I've seen it you don't give up on people, you know? You know, we grow. I pray for him. You know, the reason why we became cool again is because uh, he apologized to me, and it was sincere. I was just like, wow, Kanye does not apologize to anybody. He doesn't say sorry to anyone. That's my brother, man. I know he, I know he loves me, and there's just nothing like Kanye and Cuddy. Well, I'm glad they were able to work it out. Yeah, I mean, what Cuddy said is true. Like, if I love you, I'm going to always love you, um, but I'm not going to let my love for you allow you to bring me down correct and 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 also too man just because somebody does good things for you doesn't mean they are good for you i don't like when people do that just because a person has done you know some good things for you doesn't give them the right to constantly 
do you dirty that's and, right. and talk to you in the old kind of way. That's facts. And, and sometimes you have to put distance between you and a person until they get it together. And, you know, I'm glad that, you know, Kanye apologized to Cuddy, but always remember, people, the best apology is always change behavior. That's right. Period. And you know what? You always ask that question. Is there an expiration date to when something somebody does something for you? Because if somebody does something for you, a lot of times people will hold that over your head for long periods of time. And you can tell it wasn't from the heart. Yeah, imagine, you you know, you, you see that a lot of times in, a, you know, domestic violence situations, right? You see mm-hmm. a woman getting beat on, but, you know, the, the person that they're with provides for them. Right. Right. Like mm-hmm. provides for them, you know, money, lavish lifestyle, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just because they provide that lavish lifestyle for you don't mean that, they, that, that, that that's the right to put right hands on you. Yeah, you of course. I mean? So, of course. you know, like I always say, the best apology is change behavior. And, I, you know, they, we talked yesterday about Kanye West having a 40 minute apology supposedly coming out. Allegedly. Well, I, I hope that, you know, he just doesn't apologize to the Jewish community. I hope he apologizes to the family of George Floyd. I hope he apologizes for trolling black people with the White Lives Matter t-shirts. I hope he apologizes mm-hmm. for insulting our ancestors like Harriet Tubman. But what's going to be interesting to see about Kanye, if you apologize for all these things, you know, will you be able to articulate what made you apologize? Like what changed your mind? I don't know what he's going to be apologizing for yet, but whatever it is if it is some you know for some of the rhetoric he said what made him uh, change his mind because personally I believe he's just doing this because he's got an album coming out mm-hmm. and he's trying to sell those designer pantyhose and those you know uh, those, those those designer stockings correct but once again the best apology is change behavior now so we'll right. see now you're right because you want to see why you changed like if you feel differently or what you said why do you feel differently you be what changed your that. mind mm-hmm. what conversations did you have or is it just because I want to sell those stockings you know, Sexy man stockings. Them stockings gonna look crazy in the summertime. If I see y'all dudes out here with jean shorts and them black <gasps> Yeezy stockings, that's gonna be insane. I'm getting you a pair for your birthday. I promise you, I can see you guys out here right now with some jean shorts on and some black, them black Yeezy stockings, and you're gonna be upset because men gonna be walking up behind you, pinching you on the butt. Yeah, you know what's so stupid? And you're gonna wonder why. The bigger your feet, the big, the stupid, the stupid is gonna look. Can you imagine you wear size how, 12 how and size 13? Go up? What if they, what if they thigh, come up though. right through your thigh? Right. Oh, my God. Size 13, with that's going to look crazy. Y'all going to look stank. <laughs> Y'all going to be out here looking stank in All them right. Yeezy stockings. You hear me? All right. Well, that is your rumor report. When we come back, we got front page news. And, and they going to smell when you take them off. Yo, shut up, man. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What up, Tiz? What's going on? Happy Friday, DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. Peace, Tiz. Now, this weekend, we got the playoff in sports. Of course, NFL. The Texans take on the Ravens. The Packers take on the 49ers. The Chiefs take on the Bills. And the Lions take on the Buccaneers. Now, let's start with the White House. They're canceling $5 billion in student debt. Yeah, this story broke this morning at about 5 a.m., uh, so good news uh, for some folks out there getting their debt canceled. In a new wave of student loan forgiveness, the Biden administration is canceling $5 billion in debt for about 74,000 people, many of whom have worked in the public sector jobs for more than a decade. And President Biden said that 44,000 of Friday's approved loans were having their education debt wiped clean uh, after 10 years of public service jobs. So those include teachers, nurses, and firefighters. So it is limited you know, to public sector jobs. But he said in the statement that nearly 30,000 have worked towards their repayment for the last 20 years, but never got any relief that they earned through the income-driven repayment plans. Now, this is the latest round of loan forgiveness after the Supreme Court shut down, struck down the White House's student loan debt plan last year. 
Since the rule in the White House has launched a series of smaller relief programs and in the statement released today by Biden, he said in the wake of the Supreme Court decision, we are continuing to pursue an alternative path to deliver student debt relief to as many borrows as possible. So this new cancellation brings the total of people who have had debt canceled under the Biden administration, 3.7 million. Yeah, this is one of the things I cite as one of uh, Biden's accomplishments. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that he has canceled a lot of student, you know, uh, debt, student debt loan. But mm-hmm. they need to also know how to message that to people and let people know that this is this is something that they've done. And they also got to remember that there are a lot of people who didn't go to college, who didn't have student loan debt. So when you say this as an accomplishment, it definitely is. But mm-hmm. if, I, if, if, if I didn't go to school and I don't have any student, you know, loan debt, I don't care. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it's also important, you know, this is where people just get stuff confused. It's important that to say this is an accomplishment and also still push for more. It's okay. You know, Absolutely. people think it has to be mm-hmm. one thing or another. Oh, you're not talking about the accomplishment. No, we're talking about the accomplishment, but the whole thing, the reason why this happened is from what? People advocating, people pushing, what I call push the line, politics until something happens. So it is okay for us to say, hey, there's still other folks that need their debt canceled. We still want more. And to your point, what about the people that didn't? go to college so all of those mm-hmm. things need to be people need to understand more than one thing uh, can be done at one time and again acknowledging them I just want to give some additional information uh, they did um, take out uh, uh, clear some debt for folks who made less than $12,000 so that was good uh, they're also in December they approved 4.8 billion in student loan debt, debt cancellation for about 80,000 borrows so absolutely this is uh, an accomplishment but there are still folks like me that owe well into the almost six figures of student loan debt um, that still have the debt. Now, I'm not complaining. I'm making the payments. No problem. Um, but at the end of the day, there's still a lot of folks who are left out of this. And you're right, Charlemagne, the messaging uh, needs to needs to be clear. But also folks need to stop saying that nobody's wanting to, you know, uh, we shouldn't ask for more just because we got a little. That's yeah. the whole point of politics, to continue to keep asking. Now, it has to be, I think they have to create some type of method of doing it, right? Because like you said, you owe six figures in school loans and it didn't mm-hmm. affect you any which way. So for this, it's great for people, but you're like, damn, what happened to me? And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that owe a lot of money that's that's barely surviving because they got to pay Fannie Mae every month. So it, they got to mm-hmm. figure out a method to how they're doing it, you know what I mean, where, where everybody can be happy. But like Charlamagne said, he didn't go to college, so he didn't have student loans, you know? I mean, so it's, it's a way of, of thinking about it. I know how it affected me when I first graduated and I had to pay my loans. And then when I got married, you know, the loans come together. You got to pay yours and your wives or whatever it may be. So, yeah, my wife definitely has student loan debt. By the grace of God, I've been in a position to, you know, we put ourselves in positions to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, take care of that. But, yeah, I mean, it's, this is a, a major accomplishment for people who yep. it's as much as. As, as, as the people who are impacted by this are. So I understand. Correct. And, and, and you said something, Ted, that's very true. We insult the intelligence of black people all the time when we believe that we can't critique this administration, when we believe that we can't critique Democrats and also vote our best interests. Like, mm-hmm. like why, why, why do they think we can't walk and chew gum at the same time? I see everybody else do it. <laughs> but when mm-hmm. it comes to us, we get real plantation politics when it comes to Democrats. Don't you, don't you say nothing about Massa now. Ma- Ma- Massa, he, he good to us. Don't you critique Massa Biden yeah, now. But, Massa but, Biden makes sure we get invites to the Christmas party. Right. Don't you, he, he let us take pictures by the tree with him and, with him and Master Jill. Don't you talk about Massa Biden now. 
But don't say that because we're going to AI generate that and say that was a hot mic. No, you ain't got AI nothing. That's Charlemagne all but, day long. But the, the problem with that is is that's why people never really discuss politics because they can't have a, a, a conversation without somebody saying what you just said or they can't have a real conversation and ask the questions because yeah. it seems like you're going against somebody. But no, you should be able to have, you should be able to ask those questions, right? They're supposed, these politicians are supposed to be working for us and if that's we can't right. ask those questions, what's the point of even having these discussions? Hey, I give credit. I give credit when credit is due, whether you are Democrat or Republican, if you do something that I see directly impacting people, if you do something that I like, I'm going to give you credit. If you're a Democrat or Republican and you are doing something that I think is detrimental, if you're doing something that I don't like, I'm going I'm to I'm give you credit for that, too. It's really yeah. that simple. What, what I, I One thing that bothers me about this conversation is the class war that's happening. You oh, know, yes. and I don't want to say what you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like the people among, you know, the comments or people saying, well, you know, I got my degree. It it, it worked for me. Sorry, it didn't work for you. Man, you say it, Taz. Those then, elitist, boozy Yeah, the elitist. Yeah, let's say it. The elitist, the elitist, <laughs> I will right. say it. Say, well, you should have took yourself, you should have took your ass to college and it, it helps me and blah, 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 blah. And then you have other folks on the other side who are saying, well, college is a scam. You should have never went. Look at the debt. And then it becomes this thing where now we're trying to say who is better than who and who's not better than who and who. And the bottom line is I'm saying with two multiple degrees going with my third degree i have debt and if i had to if i want no income deferment or ever you know which allows me to have a lower payment or not have a payment at all i would not have been able to afford this so i would appreciate if i got student debt but at the same time i'm not forgetting about those who still need right. other programs and other things to bring them yeah, along so right. i don't like mm -hmm. the class wars charlemagne i really don't uh and it's, it's unfortunate because it's it, it really is separating uh, the elite versus, you know, folks who decided not to go to college. Well, and that's, I, that's sad. I love when they say I'm not qualified to speak on politics. I pay millions of dollars, you know, in taxes every year. So I'm overqualified. And as the good sister Nina Turner says, you know, uh, you don't have to do politics, but politics going to do you. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I'm, 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 I'm all for it. And guess what? A, a lot of times, man, they are misinformed on how people feel. All of these right. academics and political pundits and political experts, they haven't talked to a, a, a everyday working class person in forever. Mm -hmm. And if you talk right. to everyday working class people, then you'll know what everyday working class people are actually concerned about. They're so right. disconnected from the people because they're too dis they're too connected to the party. You're too mm -hmm. connected to the administration. You're too connected to worrying about access to the Christmas party. So you can take a picture with Master Biden and Master Jill and just stand there with your teeth just a grinning and skinny. I see you, but I ain't mad at you because that food might be good there. I don't know how them biscuits taste at that Christmas party. Wasn't you know? good. Because I don't go when I get invited. It wasn't good. All right? It wasn't good. <laughs> you I went. I tell people that like all the time. You, you intentionally go. don't go. Envy, no. when you went to the Christmas voice? party, what they told you about me when you went to the Christmas party? <laughs> This is Charlemagne is not going. He said he don't want to be in there. Uh, what did they say? Well, they, they this say, ain't my type of crowd. They say, this ain't yep. Charlemagne's type of crowd. See, the, the, the thing with the Christmas party, right? Where, and, and Charlemagne is right. There's a long line of people waiting to take pictures. I mean, the line with is, is Biden, long, right? The architect of the 86 mandatory minimums, the 88 uh, crack laws, and the 94 crime bill. Y'all right. just up there skinning and grinning to take a picture with your mask. And the sad thing about the, the Christmas party is, is I mean... Me and my wife got invited. We 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 went. This was actually my did first you, time in the White House. No, I didn't wait online. No, uh, <laughs> this was actually my first time in the White House. So it's you know you you want to see it because I've ne I've never seen it before. But then you realize when you get there, it's it's not your typical White House dinner, right? I thought this was the the White House dinner where you see uh, Hove, you see Steve Harvey, you see mm -hmm. Elon Musk. That's what I thought I was invited to. I wasn't. 
And it wasn't even the president wasn't even walking around. It wasn't that type of thing. He, they had of him course. in the room. Where you know he was standing in and the everybody room. getting a long line everybody to take a picture. A it was a long line. And, and for the record, I've I've been around several several politicians been at the White House, and I refuse. I'm like Charlemagne. I refuse to take a picture. Yeah, I mean, so one time they said, "Oh, get in the picture." I know I'm cool because I don't want no confusion about you know me being able to say anything about the administration. Me being it's not about a damn picture. It's not about a photo op. It was a lot, and that's why the front line of defense for Democrats a lot of time is black media personalities because these mm-hmm. folks just simply want access. They do not want to lose their access. And and, and, and and access to what, though? Like, what are they getting access that to? That Christmas photo? party and that picture yeah. with Massa Biden. Oh, boy. Ted, you and that voice. I told you, Ted, <laughs> that picture with Massa Biden. Okay? <laughs> all right. That's front page news. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Now Make sure you follow Tesla Figaro on all social media platforms at Tesla Figaro and subscribe to the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Now, when we come back, Erica Alexander will be joining us. She has a new flick, American Fiction, and we're going to talk to her next. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth... Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. 
Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building and yeah. friend to the room. Yes, indeed. We have Erica oh. Alexander back. Welcome. Hey. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Y'all in your king chairs? It's fabulous. We're going to have... Uh, Ch- uh, King chairs there too shortly. King and queen chairs. King and oh, queen chairs. Right. It's go. gonna spin though because this is really not. No, it's, no, it's not gonna spin. That's the only problem. Okay, it's that's the problem. Spin. These are just for look. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. I'm I'm well and highly blessed and highly favored. I, I love the hair. Thank you. Mm-hmm. These are Inray Locks, the great Deborah Hair Bay. She created these. You've actually seen these when I played uh, Max. They were in black. They were mm. yarn. Mm, this really? is yarn. It's just done in color. Yeah, because the the more it wears, the more it looks um, matte like uh, real locks. Mm-hmm. So it was a costume. I did not know was that. Always a costume. I thought that was your real hair the whole time. No, it wasn't. It was a hairstyle that I'd gotten right before I'd gotten the audition, mm-hmm. and I came in with that look, and it just worked for the character, and wow. then it became sort of synonymous with it. And then I've rocked with her for now thirty years, and she's innovated on it. And these are the in ray locks. Did the executives fight you? Then, like you can't you can't wear dreadlocks on TV. Well, you know they didn't uh, fight me because they had already fought Yvette D. Bowser about the entire character. They had asked her to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. They didn't want Max, and she said, "No, if you get rid of Max, you get rid of me because." I'm identify most with her because I wanted to be a lawyer. She went to Stanford. So she said, okay, I'll put her across the street. Wow. Why didn't they want the cat? They felt like the cat's too big already? Or? Too strong. Wow. Too black, too strong. Wow. Too strong. They said the character's too strong. Wow. Get rid of it. And she said, no, why am I doing the show then? And so that was the compromise. So that's why you always saw her coming across the street. She was supposed to live in the apartment with the girls. But Wow. The bull in Hollywood been going on for a long time. Long time. <laughs> like Somebody need to write a book. Oh, they have. No. <laughs> you know, I, I thought about you the uh, the other day when um, Taraji was talking about, speaking about against work conditions and getting paid your worth. Yeah. And uh, when you were here, I'm, I'm not sure it was the first time, a second time, a third time, you were comparing other shows and saying that these other shows are getting so much more money, but the ratings were pretty similar. So when you seen that, what, what was your thought? Um, well, I hate to think about it because uh, my heart systemic paradigm a template that's placed upon us and it acts upon you whether you know it or not people try to equate it um, with the contracts that athletes get and that's the wrong thing to compare it to people don't understand how it works so they make all these assumptions you negotiated that you shouldn't have taken that there's a floor and a ceiling already and it doesn't exist based on merit or say um, performance performance Mm -hmm. it's um, based on uh, anything they could come at that with that day but it's based on mostly your skin color your gender and things like that 
And um, it doesn't matter often what you've done and how much you've made, how much you've contributed to the, the culture, the overall American culture. None of that. It's random. And so it hurts to go and you do all that work. And then each time you go to the table, it's like starting at, you know, at the base again. Um, I've gone through that my whole life. Mm-hmm. And it, people say, well, it's because you haven't been successful in film in this way and that and that way. I said, is it really? Because I see people who have none of my success, none of my experience and or talent, and they get more coming in the door. Mm. So what is that? They didn't even need to prove themselves. Often they're getting offered these roles and we're still auditioning for it. And they have tons of tape on us. So uh, it's true. And uh, she's not the only one to speak about it. She won't be the last. Mm -hmm. And there needs to be something done. But unless you get it at the root, meaning in distribution and creating a whole different system, then we're always working underneath that now you said something template. You said negotiate, right? So the, the first thing that most people <laughs> say is, is something that you said. You have to negotiate what it is. But the problem with negotiating, if they're not go- negotiating anything close, do you not take a job? Do you not take an That's opportunity? Right. They can just go get someone else. If you don't take what they're offering, next. Wow. Is it because there's... I, I was, I'm sitting there trying to think of who would be the, the black woman equivalent to a Denzel or a Will. Like, who's the person that has done three or four blockbusters that have made profit for a studio. I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe Halle Berry at one point. You, have Berry, there. Yeah. you might say that Viola is in that space Viola. now mm-hmm. because she's done the help and she's also done Woman King. I don't know if those numbers meet the standard, but her life does. Mm-hmm. And um, if you just say, okay, when she put, she, she talked about it, she said, you know, Meryl Streep did this, I've done that. If you just sort of equate it with Meryl, the great Meryl Streep, no one wants to take anything away from her. She should be on par mm-hmm. and I doubt she is she's saying she's making a tenth of what her white female counterparts are making Jessica Chastain famously linked her salary to Octavia Spencer so she could get her first payday Wow! why wow. is that after she's gotten her Oscar that's great thank you that's being not only an ally but an abolitionist you're, mm-hmm. you're linking your you know your star power to someone else to make sure that they get something but that's uh unacceptable mm-hmm. wow. i saw uh, i think i read american fiction has made almost six million dollars at the box office with a budget of like almost two if i'm not mistaken it's, it's the budget was more i think it was over five it was over five yes okay and but it is very critically acclaimed but then i see like book of clarence had a budget of like 40 million but they've only made three million at the box office color purple had a budget of 140 they made close to 60 so what do you feel the route to go is when you're making black cinema well first of all we shouldn't call it black cinema mm-hmm. we should call it cinema mm-hmm. they've done that to television when they started saying that we were on a black show suddenly those marketing dollars went down here. Mm. When you're on the Jeffersons, when you're on uh, even Sanford and Son or What's Happening, those were shows on NBC and ABC. They were sandwiched right between MASH and other shows. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that was a paradigm shift that actually harmed us. We're always using the oppressor's language to define us. And black music, what's that? All this music is ours. But Mm -hmm. it starts to categorize us and put, um, you know, it's redlining. Mm. If you can't get past that and they already say it's a black show they don't say it's a Chinese show I don't see nobody saying it's black basketball or black football mm-hmm. show me white football then no that's football soccer right same well you're trying to say <laughs> white football <laughs> white football is soccer football. there you go don't tell that to all those you know those uh, countries of color that's that right. so right. well mm-hmm. uh, but that's what we're talking about and that goes down to the, the myth that uh, we don't translate well overseas but they don't say that about the music. They would expect you on some sneakers to link that with a black player mm-hmm. because they're seen as the best. But no, we won't buy your stories. 
So then uh, they did in 12 Years uh, Slave. Uh, they uh, in other countries they put Brad Pitt right center and big and minimized um, the lead character. Mm-hmm. And Brad Pitt was furious when he saw it and he said, "Absolutely not! You're not going to do that." But they've been doing that for decades, and so that's a problem. We shouldn't call it black cinema. We should call it gotcha. cinema. And we should also know that those marketing dollars and the promotion is not the same. Um, and when we were living single, unfortunately, we were mostly sent to cities of color: D.C., Atlanta. And we said, look, can we go to Peoria? Can we go to, we have fans all over, but they didn't want to spend the money. So then therefore they're limiting their own bottom line. Why are they doing that? Because was the Cosby show a black show or was it a, te- a television show? Mm-hmm. Just after that, they started to create the type of language and very distinctive around television shows. They had already done it with, excuse me, with music, but around television shows. And we paid the price. And um, unless we get in there and look at the system and diagnose the real problem, because it is systemic and it starts at representation and all those things that know those numbers and yet continue to offer their clients as less than valuable, then we'll never get past them. All right, we got more with Erica Alexander. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Erica Alexander. She has a new movie out right now, American Fiction. I was going to ask, you know, we, we talk about it all the time, and but now it, it seems like it's it's a lot different. We always say that we have to support our own, support our own movies. But from hearing from you, it seems like you're saying that we don't have the same marketing dollars. So a lot of times, a lot of our people don't even know our movies are out. When it comes to, you know, the Book of Clarence that just recently came out or even the Color Purple that, you know, we don't get the same amount of marketing dollars that a action box office movie. Our origin that's coming out. Our news was outside of the, I think it was the Golden Globes passing out flyers for origin, mm-hmm. which is insane to me. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean that we're not supporting. It's a lot of times we're not aware of some of the stuff that's actually happened. That's what it seems like that you're saying, that it's not the fact that we don't want to support or we can't support. It's, it's the fact that, you know, we're saying that. We don't hear about it. We don't have the same promotion. We don't know. It's not on our mind every 10 minutes like some of these other movies are, you know? Often that could be the case, but it's also not the level of sophistication that we deserve. Mm-hmm. They're not putting the marketing dollars into how they present it to us of a level of importance, allowing us to sort of have the same types of ability to take it in in a way that says not only is it important, we know it's important because look at how well that it's presented. We depend a lot on word of mouth. And black people have the least amount of time to watch movies and these types of things. We're doing so many things all at once that sometimes all you want to do is go home and watch the game. You don't want to step out the door. And yet we do support the film and television and the books that people are doing. We're great readers. We buy books and all these other things. We're willing to go to to um, a lot of things. It says that we're 13% of this population and many of us are incarcerated many of us are under huge burdens that take our numbers down what they're not doing is promoting to white audiences uh, american fiction explores so much of what we're talking about uh right now i, I watched it last night very interesting film I, I, what is it about that's, that's the obvious question for the people who haven't seen it mm-hmm. So, Core Jefferson is the writer-director. He's mm-hmm. a very accomplished writer. He's a reader, so he started reading book, and he read Percival Everett's Erasure. This is based on Percival Everett's amazing book, Erasure, and he said, I can see this as a film, and so he put his mind to that, and then he thought the whole time he's writing it, he heard Jeffrey Wright's voice. Jeffrey Wright at the time was grieving his mother, the loss of his mother, and uh, that's what also Core Jefferson had gone through. They're both men who were, born, who were raised by uh, women, 
and uh, loved their mothers. And so Jeffrey Wright didn't get back right away, mm-hmm. but he eventually got back and said, you know what? Let's see. Let's try this out. Um, it's a magnificent script. It's funny on the page, which is hard to do to laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. He did it well. Mm-hmm. And so um, he got his first choice there and he started and he had a list and all his first choice you see in the movie. I am one of them. Coraline plays the love interest of Jeffrey Wright's character, Monk. Monk is an author who wants to be seen as an author and not a black author. He's in the black session, but he's like, why am I not up there with everyone else? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to be in this section? I don't mm-hmm. think he would complain if he was there and in the uh, the African-American section. But just, just being in the African-American session set, uh, section, is um, he feels dehumanized. He feels like he's not you know, on par with his contemporaries. And that's what the story is about. It's about a man who's discontented. And I think in midlife, we can see and be sometime really restless with how our life has panned out thus far. And some people uh, can shift or pivot and be all right with it. Um, other people are like, no. And they raise hell and they want to do something that totally turns it on his head. And he does. And that's what the story is about. I play Coraline, his love interest. Now, I got to say real quick that this the movie at first was called. <laughs> oh, like the book and the movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the movie was called. Okay. So there we were filming it. But so when it came to me and they said, this director wants to speak to you. He thinks you'd be great for this role. You always want to be invited. It's wonderful to be invited to something. Mm-hmm. And I looked and it's Jeffrey Wright is the uh, lead character and you play his love interest. And I saw the word on it. I said, my God, this is my nine and a half weeks. I'm going to be like Brando. We're going to be in blue light, just having sex, eating grapes and drinking wine, talking about deep stuff. It's fab. I waited my whole life. Let me start doing my ab work. Nah, it wasn't like that. You know, I get to snuggle on him and, you know, hump a little bit, you know. You know, I imply that y'all just finished. You imply, you know, know, to rub, you know, lotion on myself. Mm -hmm. But other than that, nah, but I was excited because he not only invited me to play, but I knew that I was being asked to play against somebody I admired. And he was probably only asking me because he thought that when you go to the majors and you're in, you know, a major league, you know, team, that you yourself are a hitter Mm -hmm. or you're a runner. Or this, and you can be counted on. And so I felt like, yeah, I'm in my class, mm-hmm. heavyweight class. That's mm-hmm. where I'm supposed to be. Random question about a detail because you just mentioned it. We was watching it last night, and after it was implied that y'all had just slept together, and I go, oh, I said to my wife, they're implying that they just slept together, and she was like, yeah, he's getting dressed, and she's putting lotion on her hand, <laughs> and you just said that too. What, what 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 is the lotion on the hand for women? I don't know. I- women come up to me and say, we love. We thought that was one of the best sex scenes we ever saw. I said, what sex scene? You know, afterwards, when you put the lotion on your hands, they like the efficiency of that. What is the deal? Yeah, I didn't know. Lotion, lotion on the hands after I, sex. I never thought about it. She's washed up. Yeah. And she's putting lotions on her hand to show that, you know, not that they've done something. But she's, yeah. She's, she's clean. She just got out of the shower. She's clean. She got out of the shower. She's done her thing. And she's back in, you know, listen, it takes... Look, I don't know why. <laughs> I was ready to hump the man. Do you hear me? But it's a detail. Yes, it's, a, want- it's a detail women know clearly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially it, I think again, it's a mature relationship. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see him going in his back and doing all this. This ain't Jason Lyric. Yeah, yeah. It's something else. You know what I'm saying? We grown. That implies enough, and then we get on with a discussion about not love so much, but liking mm-hmm. and being and sort of saying, you know, there's is there a symb- symbiotic relationship here? Do we do we feel the chemistry? Is that okay? That's mature. Mm-hmm. I think people need to see that more often. Why 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 did the title turn to American fiction then? Well, apparently he was really strong on that. Mm-hmm. Corp was like, no, that's what it is. You know, I just got to stand by it. And then they started cutting it, and they said, look here. Whenever we put it in, you know, the, this is when the all those people start to get involved in marketing. 
if we put that word in, porn comes up all the time. How are we going to promote really it? Wanted That's right. to be synonymous with porn. He said, you know what? Let me think about it. So he says he went and, you know, smoked a little ganja, thought about it, and came up with a few. And American Fiction was the one he chose. So what does the title American Fiction mean to the movie, you think? So American fiction being not true or, you know, mm -hmm. there's fact, mm -hmm. fiction, and there's non-fact, mm -hmm. uh, non-fiction, which is true. What is the American fiction that's all around us? The fictional, the, def the definition of our lives around America's definition of us. Black people have had to carry that weight our entire time since we arrived in America throughout the enslavement, mm -hmm. after um, emancipation and the reconstruction, through civil rights, and now. There is a fiction around us, but that fiction is locked with American exceptionalism. So it's not just the, the idea that black people are working inside of an identity crisis. It was put upon them by people who created them. And we've adopted their, the language of our oppressors. That's when it's successful. That's when you know it works. I don't know any other people that have done that as successfully. Do you know a lot of Latinos who go around calling themselves wetbacks? Fun. I feel for us. Mm. Because I see the strength in sort of trying to take that word and reframe it. Mm -hmm. But can you reframe something that was meant to damage you from the core? Has it done its job the minute you start to reframe it towards yourself and your children? Mm -hmm. And then they carry it on? And then the world adopts it for themselves? I don't know. But that's what American fiction is. Jeffrey Wright is playing a man who's saying that I am not that version. I'm... He, they're telling him that you're not writing books that are black enough. But who are they to say that he's not black enough? Mm -hmm. He's black. He's an author. That's his book. That's black enough. They didn't say that about our music. They just put Elvis up and he started shaking him legs. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, we got more with Erica Alexander. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Erica Alexander. She has a new movie out right now, American Fiction. Charlemagne? You, you said something that made me think about the N-word. Like, I always tell myself I'm going to stop using that word because I never use it as a term of endearment. I use it. I use it as the oppressor would. You know? Yes. I do. Yes. So that's one of the reasons. Like, I, I, don't, I don't feel the need to hold on to that. You know? I think we've forgotten who we are. Mm-hmm. I think when we remember, we understand that maybe we've been cr- brought across the ocean to make this case, to live these lives so we can create a better tomorrow, today. We're having conversations about voting. We're having conversations about the next election. And I always remember that black women are the Marines on the front line, but they don't want to always have to be. That's where men are supposed to be. They're supposed to see the clear and present danger and stop the wolf at the door from hurting the most vulnerable people. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Black people are tired of that. They're like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I said, what's your choice? Mm. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Work toward that. But right now, you can see there's a danger at the door. Mm. That wolf stopped them. You're a warrior. You're a king. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to do that. That's what we were. That's what we have to do right now. Don't want to. Hate it. But that's what we're doing. I don't want to have to keep talking about Do it. No. You're going to have to do this, Erica. You're dark-skinned and you're nappy-headed. You will not be Zendaya. You will not be Halle Berry anytime soon. You won't even be able to cross over. Thank God for Cord Jefferson, who saw me as being delicate and put me in more in a position to be desired. I needed that black man to step up to create the space to see me as a woman who could just chill and drink wine 
and have somebody seduce her and she seduce him. Mm-hmm. I get to drop my tomatoes, you see. That's mm-hmm. called meeting cute. <laughs> we meet cute. Meeting cute. Like Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks does. A black man saw that. And he took somebody who's usually hired as the hammers. The ham- Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright is a hammer. I'm a hammer. Mm-hmm. You bring me in, it's like, let, what do you need done? He's like, you're a hammer, Erica. But we, I also see you as being desirable and beautiful and delicate. And we need some of those muscles. Work that out here. And so I lay in the cut a bit and do a little less of what I've been asked to do for over four decades. The movie got me to thinking how, you know, how hard is it to sell things of substance in Hollywood? You know, because then, and, you know, it got me to thinking about you as a creative because everything that you do is of substance and it has Thank intention you. behind it. So how hard is it to sell things of substance in, in Hollywood? Well, for somebody like me, it's near impossible because they're always going to rate you as what you've done before and if you haven't leveraged that power yet they don't think you have it Mm -hmm. so I needed somebody like you Charlemagne and Kevin Hart to hire us the color farm part of me who's got a company to create something and get the opportunities because you're in rooms that I'm not Mm -hmm. so we need men mostly who have those opportunities having those conversations with cigars and cognac to bring up the women and say you know what I'm going to make sure that I bring them to the table they're always with me um, because which is so, you don't have those opportunities. Which is so f***ed up because we're nowhere near as brilliant as you. <laughs> no, no. You know what I mean? Like not you, even close. You certainly are. The thing is that you know that there's a wide sort of palette that we're missing if we don't bring our women in. And again, that's why I say black men are supposed to protect the most vulnerable. They're also to lift and elevate them. And if done well, we can change the world. Do, do awards matter to you? Because, yes. you know, I know American Fiction, you see, yes, no question. Yes. Yes, because American Fiction was even nominated for Best Motion Picture Musical Comedy at the Golden Globes. And they talk, I saw you on Tamron Hall, and they're talking about Oscar buzz around your role in American Fiction. So mm-hmm. they do matter. Charlamagne, I wish they didn't. Mm-hmm. But this world puts a premium on people who win awards. Mm. And I think if we can't make content that is uniquely on a black subject, mm-hmm. a subject that has a black person in it and has agency, and can't prove that we can make the dollars, that's another award, box office and wards, mm-hmm. then they'll keep putting us in the cultural ghetto. Mm. And we can't afford to be there anymore. So I think that it's all right for us to, to shoot for it, mm-hmm. but we need to acknowledge how many people never got those awards and we're mm-hmm. still inside of that. So if you look at the great Felicia Rashad who never got an Emmy for that's her work. crazy. Wow. Patricia Heaton got eight or Everybody Loves Raymond. No shade to her. Where's Felicia's? Where's Cecily Tyson before they gave her uh, an honorary Oscar? Mm -hmm. Angela Bassett. Exactly. Why? What is that? So no, those awards matter and people want them because they think it's going to also help their trajectory of their their work. Um, Lou Gossett said it didn't help at all. It said it ruined his career. Mm. I think so. I don't want to speak for him. He's still here to speak for himself. But I think it was because suddenly people didn't want to pay him what he was worth. They didn't want Mm. to, oh, well, next. Remember I told you that? Next. You ask him for too much. Really? Are we? From the great Lou Gossett. So it's, I think, a catch-22. We need to do, to have it. We shouldn't expect it. And don't be brokenhearted if that happens. The award is the love that you get from the audience. Every day I go out, whether it's at the bank or otherwise, I get love from mm-hmm. everybody. Well, the children's books, what you got there? Oh, oh yeah, thank you. So mm-hmm. listen, we're talking about books and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my mother wrote a book, I.O. So wow. I brought one for each of you for oh, thank your you. families. Thank you, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your family's library. I.O. in the Rainbow family. Forest. In the Rainbow Forest. That's great Sammy Alexander. Excuse me. Thank you, thank you. Thank you.
Sammy Alexander, the twice orphan woman I speak about a lot. Mm-hmm. She's a teacher and an educator, and that was important to her. And I'm helping her while she's 82 years old oh, wow. to get her ideas out there. So that's Io. Show them the back, Charlemagne, so they can see. That's amazing. That wow. uh, that Jacob. Uh, what is the, the illustrator's name right now? Uh, Jacob Duncan. Yeah, Jacob Duncan did wow. from North Carolina. Uh, nice young illustrator did that and then also grandma's hand this is a friend this is the bill withers family and so mm. um he's passed away but grandma's hand with grandma's hands he's done a book and um after he's passed away about it and so i make sure it gets into as many hands as possible and we build our libraries that way you guys are both uh great builders of uh of families and communities so i wanted to make sure you had that thank Plus, you I got thank to plug you so my much. mama's book there you go oh, i got i got i got Maybe two more questions, but really one okay. more. N- Nikki Haley said America isn't a racist country, right? Do you think the decision makers in Hollywood believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who she was talking to. Mm-hmm. You know what? They act like there there isn't racism, mm-hmm. but that's that's what keeps it going. Is that people want to act like and these are people often that have been the most persecuted people on earth. We can't act like it's not there. We can't afford to. Um, and her standing that up and and not facing it is making her look weak. And uh, nobody wants a woman who's weak. They already have that, you know, in in the negative. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she's taken that stance, especially coming from South Carolina, your mm-hmm. home state, mm-hmm. is um, is disgusting. Mm-hmm. She should know better. Also, she's an East Indian woman, an American. Yes, mm-hmm. she knows what's behind it. If she doesn't get to be president, it'll be because she's not a woman, and also that she's not that she's a brown woman. Mm-hmm. So she can ignore that if she wants to. But the party she's going to need to help her cannot afford to ignore that. Mm. All right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us as always. Erica Alexander, so much. Make sure you go out there and see American Fiction. That's right. Make sure you go uh, listen to Finding Tamika on Audible. Check out the uh, big payback on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. And Erica, just you, I, I about to say keep being brilliant, but you ain't got no choice. That's right. <laughs> God made you what you are. Thank you. You know, <laughs> the, the, you know, God went in the creek, don't rise, and would help collaboration. Mm-hmm. All is possible. So thank you, Charlemagne. Absolutely. Thank you, DJ Envy. Thank you. For all that you're doing for the culture and all that you mean to us and for giving me this platform this morning. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Erica Alexander, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Oh my God. Some call it gossip. Some call it We call it E with the E with the T. child again. Don't want to do this anymore. It's only entertainment. Taylor, fantastic rumor report intro. But I refuse. (laughs) I refuse to accept that that intro because there will not be no CNE with the T. Okay? This is not going to be a permanent thing. I told y'all that. You heard me. I don't want to do this. We we getting us a third co-host, damn it. I appreciate it, but I ain't doing this much longer. Fantastic intro, but no, we do not accept that. We rebuke that in the name of a third co-host. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. Uh, Run DMC documentary trailer has been released. Now, let me tell you why this means so much to me. So, Run was the first celebrity that I ever met. I was a, a kid. My mother was shopping. I at a, DJ Clue. No, Run. Run is the biggest celebrity. Clue wasn't the big celebrity at the time. Run was the big celebrity at the time. But Clue changed your life. And actually, I, I met Run before I met uh, Clue. But Run, uh, me and my mother was at a store Clue called... Clue taught you how to DJ. You said Clue came up behind you. We took you down in his basement and then he used to come up behind you and hold, put his hand on top of yours and teach you how to scratch. That's not... Remember? 
I don't know what weird dreams you have, but that you never told happened. Us that. I did not say it's that. It's on your Wikipedia. Yeah. Wait, no, it didn't. But anyway, let as I was it. saying, run, let me at it. <laughs> <laughs> run was the first celebrity I ever met. I think I was like four or five or six years old, and my mother was in TSS. TSS is a store like uh, Target or Walmart now, and. I was running through the store and I ran into Run and he signed a manila envelope for me and I always kept that and it always meant a lot because I got a chance to see my rap superheroes back in the day. Like a lot of you guys see him on Instagram. I would run into Run or Jam Master J or LL no, Cool J. Run into Run. Boom, boom, uh, you, you would see your 50 cents you would see your Ja Rules your Mike Geronimo anybody in Queens you actually seen Mob Deep Nas you seen them out and about so this means a lot and this was pro probably part of the reason why I got into music and started loving music so much was because of Run DMC when I think about being on stage and performing first thing that comes to my mind is intensity when Run was being Run Daryl was being Daryl and Jay was being Jay it was heaven it was Nirvana when we get on stage, we do what we gotta do. Rock the house. Hold up. Let's back up. My reason for getting into rap was the streets. Everybody in the neighborhood started getting two turntables and a mixer. At this point, me and D, we were dreaming about making our own stuff. Grab your rhyme book, we're going to the studio to make a record. That was the moment I knew hip-hop was going to be huge. They brought more people to the genre. So that was dope. That comes out on Peacock. It's a docu-series that's uh, set to drop later on this year. And this is the dope thing about it. Run DMC is actually executive producing the doc themselves. So I think that's pretty I mean, dope. They, we, I couldn't see it any other way. When you have people that are still alive, mm -hmm. you know, to tell their stories, they better be executive producing their documentaries on their own. Salute to uh, Rev Run and DMC. Drop on the clues bombs for Rev Run and DMC. Absolutely. I was about to say the same thing. I ran into Rev Run uh, a couple of months ago. And, and it was when I saw him, he literally said he had prayed for me that morning. Really? I don't think it. I don't believe it was Cap. No, I don't believe it was Cap. No, you know what I mean, Ron is a good person. We were walking in and out, and you know, he got a very recognizable head. I mean, kind of if Yo Gotti had a baldy, he kind of looked like Yo Gotti from the back, which is so strange that him and Yo Gotti look alike. But that's that's a whole other conversation. But um, I said, I said, Run, and he was like, Yo, CTGs, I, I prayed for you this morning. Wow. So thank you, Run. Salute to Run. Very good person. Shout him and his beautiful wife. Absolutely. Shout to Run. I run in the Run all the time. I see him all the time. I would say I see him all the time. You always passing each other. Mm -hmm. Now Rod Wave says the reason he got into music is because his ex's obsession with NBA Young Boy. One of my uh, girl I used to f with, she was so about nigga Young Boy, and I remember just like I was like seven years old living in my own crib. I remember she was just. Power to Poom Poom. Nobody I was going to say the power inspiration. He goes power no, to Poom Poom. No, the power to Poom Poom. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people always want to give Vagina such a hard time, but they don't talk about Vagina as the great motivator that it is. Because it's not just Rod Wave. If you ever seen that book, that movie, uh, what was that movie? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was a, the movie about Facebook. Mm -hmm. Mark Zuckerberg was motivated to create Facebook the same exact way. Just trying to get the attention of a woman. <laughs> you know what I'm That's saying? Right. So whatever the motivation is, it don't matter. Salute uh, to all the women in, in vaginas that have inspired great things and great people. Right.
And lastly, uh, Snoop Dogg's daughter had a severe stroke yesterday. She's mm. 24 years old. Uh, she's been Come very on, vocal about her fight with lupus. Uh, and, and she had a stroke yesterday. Snoop Dogg's daughter, Corey Brada, suffers a severe stroke. The 24-year-old takes to her IG stories January 18th to tell fans about her recent health emergency. Posting a blurry photo from what appears to be a hospital room, she writes, I had a severe stroke this a.m. I started breaking down crying when they told me. The singer then shares another photo, a selfie of her wearing a face mask, captioning it, Like I'm only 24. What did I do in my past to deserve all of this? Mm. The youngest child of the famous rapper and his wife Shanti Taylor has struggled with health issues in the past, openly talking about being diagnosed with lupus at the age of six. According to oh, the Lupus works. Foundation of America, the disease is a lifelong condition that affects the body's immune system. The condition causes one's body to attack healthy tissue and can cause inflammation in the joints, kidneys, skin, blood cells, brain, lungs, and heart. Mm. God bless that young queen, man. I, I'm telling you, Absolutely. every day of your life, if you wake up, and you pray for good health, man. You, you should wake up and pray for good health every mm -hmm. single day. Do not take good health for granted in not any way, all. shape, or form. Not I am definitely sending all. that sister uh, healing energy. 24 years old. That's right. Lord have mercy. The sad thing is she says, you know, I'm 24. What did I do in my past to deserve all of this? You know what I mean? So I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm with you. I'm, I'm sending healing energy, and I hope that if she does need somebody to talk to, that there's somebody there that you know that can guide her and, and talk to her through this. And also, to, uh, man, she didn't do anything. No, nothing at all. Life, life, life. I, I, I think we, I think we forget that sometimes. That's why I, I'm really, I've been at this point in my life. I don't believe in so-called so good. I don't believe in so-called bad. I just believe life is one long process, and through that process, life is just going life. Mm -hmm. Things just going to happen. You know, yeah. And when they do, you you, you just got to deal with them. That's right. And you gotta you gotta you know lean on lean on God when you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Some things are out of the realm of human understanding. All right. Damn. Well, that is your rumor report. Mm -hmm. Now, Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving a donkey to? You know, for after the hour, I want to use this as sort of a PSA because there's something I told y'all nine months ago on April 14th, 2023, and it was in reference to AI. So I would like to uh, you know revisit that donkey of the day as well as give you some updates on some things that are happening right now uh, because of AI. All right. Well, you know, this could be AI talking to you right now. How do you know this is Charlemagne the God? You have no idea. You don't. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. We'll get to the donkey next. Mm -hmm. I got some questions. Still. They have no idea. They're listening in the car right now. They don't know. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I have some questions. We'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Some donkey today just saw himself. I've been watching Charlamagne. I was ready for it. Donkey, donkey. I never heard of a donkey the other day. What is it? Donkey, donkey. Say it again, Charlamagne. I'm a donkey. Yes, you are a donkey. Show you how to act a donkey. Everything that Charlamagne is saying is true. Damn right it is. Uh, donkey today for Friday, January 19th is a reminder. It's a reminder of something I told y'all nine months ago on April 14th, 2023 to be exact. I am fully aware that nobody takes me serious because I have a lisp. I relate a lot to Rafiki from The Lion King. I can see where the things I say may come off as sounding crazy, but if you actually listen, if you really listen, you might learn something from your, from your friendly neighborhood bad guy, Charlemagne the God. Okay, see, last year I got on this radio and warned y'all about the dangers of AI. 
FBI. And today there's a couple of situations I want to bring to your attention. Okay, a hot mic supposedly caught President Joe Biden threatening to wage war on Texas with F-15 fighter jets. Now calm down, all you digital Democratic D-riders. I know y'all just be ready to come to the defense of Master Biden. But just relax. I'm fully aware that the audio is artificial intelligence. Let's listen. Going to make sure those cowboys don't stop the surge of military-aged men from entering. If we have to send F-15s to Texas here and wage war against Texas, it shall be it. Scary. Especially being that they got the noise in the background, like he's just talking somewhere. Mm. Very scary. That's not the only one this week. Uh, in Maryland, a racist rant came out, and they said the racist rant was from Principal Eric Eisward. But he says it was AI. Let's listen. I'm the principal here, me and only me. You know, I, I seriously don't understand why I have to constantly put up with these here every day. Between these ungrateful black kids who can't test their way out of a paper bag, Jesus. or these teachers who don't get it, how hard is it to get these students to meet their grade level expectations? Lawrence and Ravenel should have never been hired. And don't let me get started on DJ. I'm gonna drag his black ass out of here one way or another. I'm gonna get something to stick. I'm just so sick of the inadequacies of these people. And if I have to get one more complaint from one more Jew in this community, I'm gonna join the other side. Kathy, I'm done. I don't know. I don't know what's real and what's not real. I have no idea. And that's what I warned you about last year, April 14th, 2023. So I'm glad that everything we've, you know, done for the past 14 years is recorded because it's all a matter of historical record. And I want to take this time this morning to flash back to a warning I gave on April 14th, 2023, because it was a PSA for where we are today. Let's listen. Donkey of the Day is more of a PSA than anything. Uh, I feel like I just have to bring some public awareness to this latest scam that is happening. And it's going to be the first of many because humans have mutually assured our own destruction by opening the doors uh, for artificial intelligence. I know, I know, technology. You know, Charlamagne, you're old. You have to embrace innovation. Listen to me. Innovation is great. Okay, anything that can make our lives easier and better, I'm all for it. But artificial intelligence is not going to make our lives easier or better. It's going to make our lives harder and more difficult because one of the hardest and most difficult things for people to do over the last decade or so is determine what's real and what's not. And AI isn't going to blur the lines between reality and fantasy. It's going to erase those lines, period. Case in point, uh, the story, the story I'm about to tell you all of Arizona mom, uh, Jennifer DiStefano. Jennifer DiStefano was at home minding her business and she got a phone call. Would you like to know what the phone call was about? Let's go to CBS 5 for the report, please. You don't have the money, both you and your daughter are dead. Warning of close encounters with scammers who used artificial intelligence to clone her daughter's voice. Yeah, this is crazy. They actually made her believe they had kidnapped her 15-year-old, and then they demanded a ransom. So as On Your Size, Susan Campbell found out, this is crazy. It doesn't take much of a voice sample to pull this scam off. The phone number was unfamiliar. Jennifer DeStefano almost let it go to voicemail. But her 15-year-old was out of town skiing. Maybe there had been an accident. I pick up the phone and I hear my daughter's voice and it says, Mom, and she's sobbing. And then I hear a man's voice say, put your head back, lie down. And this man gets on the phone and he's like, listen here, I've got your daughter. This is how it's going to go down. You call the police, you call anybody. I'm going to pop her stomach so full of drugs, I'm going to have my way with her and I'll drop her off in Mexico. Mm. And at that moment, I just start shaking. I'm like, what? In the background, she's going, help me, mom, please help me, help me, and falling. I never doubted for one second it was her. The person who had supposedly kidnapped Jennifer's daughter demanded money. He started at a million dollars. I was like, that I don't have a million dollars. I'm like, fine, whatever, start my daughter. Then he wants $50,000. Mm, humans. 
Dear humans, how are we okay with this, okay? How is anybody okay with this? How come we are choosing to be obtuse to what is right around the corner? I don't like any of this AI stuff, okay? In fact, my spider senses go off around anybody I see pushing it because I'm like, that person might be an agent. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, we live in a world right now where people can't even handle fake tweets. So how the hell will we handle AI? If you thought the misinformation campaigns in the 2016 and 2020 elections were nuts, imagine what 2024 is going to look like. Folks used to take videos and audios and edit them out of context to manipulate people. Now I can do deep fake videos and have AI simulation that can completely mimic my voice, the inflection, the emotion. And we really want to unleash that evil on this already stupid ass American society. Okay. Which then will impact the world YouTube, social media, the news Y'all already running with a bunch of fake stories Now what happens when these news outlets Start receiving audio leaks of, audio leaks of fake AI conversations Between world leaders threatening nuclear war Fake AI conversations from celebrities Saying wild things about different groups Right before they have a movie or TV show or book coming out Fake AI conversations between co-workers now you're running up on your coworkers because you heard they was talking spicy about you and it's just AI. Fake AI conversations between your significant other and one of your homies. You're going to think your mate is cheating on you with your best friend because of AI and human emotions move at the speed of light. Nobody stops to think about what's real and what's not real. It's just all about what you feel. We don't filter facts. We filter feelings. And nobody cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. But no, 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 y'all need AI. Once again, I'm just raising public awareness because the article I read in the New York Post, uh, a FBI agent said the only way to stop it is to raise public awareness. Now, if you're wondering how they are e able to even get your voice in the first place, listen to... uh. This man whose name sounds like uh, somebody on Mortal Kombat. I can't pronounce it. Sabero Kamabadi. Uh, he's a computer science professor at Arizona State University. He breaks it down. You can no longer trust your ears. Mm. Subaru Kamampati is a computer science professor at Arizona State who specializes in AI. He says voice cloning technology is rapidly improving. Now there are ways in which you can do this with just three seconds of your voice. So with the three seconds, it can come extremely close to how exactly you sound. And you don't even need any special equipment. I chose a free program for a test and I'm not actually talking. It's a new toy and, you know, and, and, and I think um, they could be great good uses, but you know, certainly they can be pretty uh, worrisome uses too. We have all these conversations about secret societies and Illuminati. Let me tell you something. Somebody has been planning this for the last 30 years, at least probably longer. And they've been patient. Think about how many decades of data they have on all of us. Video, audio from Black Planet to MySpace to Facebook to Twitter to Instagram to Tic Tac. They got us already. All right. There is no putting the toothpaste back into YouTube. Y'all always having conversations about celebrities being cloned when the reality is they have cloned all of us already. Okay. Now, by the way, the situation in Arizona with Jennifer, isn't a, it's not a one-time thing. It happened to a woman named Beth Royce last month, and it happened in December to a woman named Chelsea Gates. In both cases, a man called, threatened to kill a family member. Uh, in Beth's case, her sister. In Chelsea's case, her mom. And in the background, Beth and Chelsea could hear their relatives crying and begging for help. And the men demanded $1,000. And of course, Beth and Chelsea sent the money. Okay, I truly don't see how people can't see this coming. Now, FBI agent Dan Mayo has some tips on what we should be looking out for. We all should be making a note of this because this is about to be our new reality simply because humans can't help themselves. Listen, you got to slow down and defuse the situation. The FBI's Dan Mayo says scammers who use voice cloning often find their prey on social media. They're going to be looking mm. for public profiles that have as much information as possible on you. And when they get a hold of that, they're going to dig into you. 
The Federal Trade Commission says scammers will often ask their victims to wire money, send mm. cryptocurrency, or pay the ransom with gift cards. Once the money is gone, it's almost impossible to get it back. The phone number's coming from an area code that you're not familiar with, that should be one red flag. Second red flag, international numbers, sometimes they will call from those as well. Third red flag, they will not allow you to get off the phone and talk to your significant other, right? That's a problem. I'm gonna end this how I started it. I don't like any of this AI stuff simply because I know you humans can't handle it. I didn't even get into how chat GPT is gonna make people less creative and how it's gonna totally stop people from really flexing those brain muscles. Writers in Hollywood, y'all sure y'all wanna go on a strike right now? Not to mention, if you let it, if you let chat GPT write a job proposal for you, what happens when you actually have to sit with someone and explain that proposal yourself? Not to mention the millions and millions of jobs that are gonna be lost. Tech jobs, media jobs, legal industry jobs, paralegals, legal assistants, you're done. Teachers, finance, jobs personal financial advisors financial analysis financial analysts it's a wrap for y'all okay my advice build a wall around silicon valley before it's too late the job in life you save might be your own please give all these people already manipulating manipulating ai to scam folks the biggest y'all uh -huh. <laughs> I, I told y'all all of that last year, April 14th, 2023, and you see where we are now. Mm -hmm. uh, seeing reality for what it is is what we call discernment. The work of discernment is very hard. But discernment to me isn't hard at all. But in 2024, with AI, seeing reality for what it is will be virtually impossible. Please, once again, let Remy Ma give all these folks using AI to manipulate our reality the biggest he are. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker! you dumb. Now, now, let's open up the phone lines. Eight hundred. I, I have some more things I want to talk to y'all about about AI, but we'll do it when we come back. 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it. What are your thoughts on AI? Are you scared? Does it make you nervous? Do you think it's good? Let's discuss. We'll do it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. If you just join us, we're talking about AI. Yeah, because you know, uh, I, I played back uh, a donkey of the day I did on April 14th, 2023, when I was warning people about AI. And you know, you see today there is a, a audio going around of Joe Biden where it says he's, he's threatening to wage war on Texas with F 15 fighter jets. Mm -hmm. That is AI. And then there's the principal, Eric Eiswert, uh, who a racist rant came out, and he's saying, that uh, was AI as well. So as I've always said, the lines between reality and what's not real have always been blurred because of social media. AI is about to obliterate them all together. And you know what, Envy? Hmm. There's no turning back now. They have always told us, believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. I think nowadays you should say, don't believe anything until it's worthy of being believed. And we have to rely on our God-given discernment more than ever. But I want to play something this morning. What? Okay. Well, I want to tell you this quote. The quote is, remember, anybody can say anything. Anybody can write anything. But you got to practice discernment or intelligent evaluation. Well, I want all y'all intelligent evaluators uh, to hear this. All right. This is Dean Phillips on The Breakfast Club. Listen, what, what, what could the Biden administration do to energize people in reverse what we've seen? We've been seeing in the polls, if anything. And when I say administration, I mean him and the vice president. Or if they even can. Envy, I think you just hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. People have moved on. I don't think there's anything Joe Biden can do to change this. That was Dean Phillips on The Breakfast Club. You was there right there, Envy, sitting I was there. I was, I was sitting right here. No third co-host was no, sitting there. No third and Dean Phillips was sitting right there. Right there, yeah. And he said that. Right. Now listen to Dean Phillips talking to a Silicon Valley super PAC. Listen. Why vote for you instead of Biden? I'm running because I believe it's time 
for a new generation of leadership. I respect President Biden, but the country is calling for change. I bring a unique blend of business, nonprofit, and government experience that equips me to tackle the existential threats we face and the affordability crisis burdening Americans. I'm prepared to lead with a fresh perspective and a commitment to bipartisanship to truly address the challenges of our time. Are you AI? Yes, I'm a digital clone designed to share my political vision and policies, but I'm not the actual Dean Phillips. Let's focus on building a better America together. It's over. It's over. <laughs> that was AI? Yes, he just heard him say he was AI. It's I, over. I don't know what's real or what's not. I don't know That's my real. whole point. I'm confused. <laughs> we, but this is the thing, which is crazy that, that, that they did that. Sounds the same to me. But now I want you to think about like this. Scientists build robots, right? Yes. And what's going to happen is scientists... That's how every single artificial intelligence movie ends with the <laughs> robots taking over and killing all the humans. We cannot help ourselves. Mutually assured destruction or what I also like to call D-head momentum. Okay? If you just let a D-head go, that D-head will go, 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 and that D-head won't stop. Okay? Trust me, I've built up D-head momentum quite a few times in my life. Okay? This is very scary. It's, I mean, it, to be honest with you, it, it it is, but it isn't because I just understand what the end is going to be. And, and so the many end is words. mutually assured destruction. But it's, it's so many different ways, right? We could look at taking jobs, right? And, and I talk about this all the time. You remember as a kid... Wherever you lived, there was a, a person that you had to pay a toll to, whether it was crossing a bridge or going to a certain highway. You had to pay somebody. You don't see those people anymore. That's AI that took over that. Oh, so been all gone. those jobs are done. Yeah, they've been gone. Now, you're looking at, at what Tesla's doing with these self-driving cars. You don't think in a minute all these bus drivers are going to be self-driving buses? There ain't going to be no bus drivers? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I agree with all of that. I think all of that is terrible. Um, but what I... I'm concerned more about is some Orson Welles War of the World stuff happening. And if you never if you never heard about Orson Welles War of the Worlds, you should Google it. But basically, it tells the story of a fictional radio personality back in the day, back in the early 1900s, because you know radio was the only thing. Mm -hmm. And he basically told uh, told his listeners that New Jersey was being attacked by aliens, mm -hmm. and people believed it mm -hmm. to the point where they started killing themselves, and you know riots broke out and all types of stuff. So imagine if a world leader, you see a world leader on social media. Saying how he's about to send a nuclear weapon, right? Or he just launched one. Even worse, I just I just launched a nuclear weapon to such and such America. Count your days. Or Russia, count your days. China, count your whatever it is. Before any of these superpowers figure out what's real and what's not real, they might just get to launching the launching the nukes. I don't know. We don't know. We've never been here before, so don't say it can't happen. Well, let's go to the phone line. We got. Hey, what's your name? My name is Daryl. Daryl, what's up, brother? How you doing, Abby? I'm doing well. We're talking about uh, AI. What's your thoughts, brother? My thoughts on AI, real quick, man, is that I think that AI is going to destroy us more than it actually is going to help us. I mean, we're putting too much faith in the hands of a computer, and I believe that it's actually going to tear down the the human race, basically from the inside, because like 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 Solomon said, it, it, it makes it more difficult to to make belief of what's real and what's fake. You know what I mean? And it's just gonna it just hurts us more than it's actually going to help us. If you think about it. AI has more problems than a human does, and everybody is making it seem like as if AI is making everything more easier. And if you look at it, AI is actually has more problems than a human has because AI cannot it cannot fix itself. You see what I'm saying? Like a human can it can feel, it can understand. AI is only programmed to do one thing, and that's to do whatever you're programmed to do. It doesn't take fault for what it does, and if it you know what I mean? Like it just it's hard to explain, but I think it's going to hurt us more than what it's going to help us. You're explaining it very well, my brother. I, I totally understand. 
All right, thank you, brother. And the question is 800-585-1051. We're talking AI this morning. You think it's a good thing? You think it's a bad thing? Let's discuss. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. If y'all talking about it, you know we talking about it. It's Topic Time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. If you're just joining us, we're talking AI. Uh, Charlemagne gave Donkey the date to who, Charlemagne? Uh, well, I flashed back to a donkey that I did uh, last year on April 14th, 2023, and I just gave a PSA, a warning about the dangers of AI. And, you know, today we saw a, a clip floating around of President Biden threatening to wage war on Texas with F-15 fighter jets. That's AI. You know, there's a principal named Eric Eiswert who uh, a racist rant came out about him where he's talking about blacks and Jewish people and they're, they're saying that's AI. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, man, we, we already know this is a presidential election year, not just here in America, but also in uh, South Africa. And we're really not going to be able to determine what's real right. and what's fake. Social media already blurred those lines, but AI is going to obliterate those lines altogether. All right, we have Destiny on the line. Destiny, good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Yes. How are you, Destiny? I'm alright, I'm alright. You want to speak with DJ Envy or Charlotte the God? It's both of us. Peace to God. First of all, I'd like to say peace to the God, the God of all gods. Peace, Queen. <laughs> peace. Now, what's your, what, what's your thoughts on, on AI, Mama? Um, I believe it's good and bad, you know, but I um, I did have a question on when Charlotte the God said, you know, this could be AI speaking right now, and you paused. Like, it seemed like you felt that, that feeling of this all could be bad. It could take people's jobs and stuff and go sideways. What was the pause for? Well, the pause was, yeah, I said that. <laughs> that's why That's why I did the PSA last year and the warning of it, you know, last year. And that's why I played that back. Yeah, absolutely. Charlamagne could be AI right now. I don't know. You don't even, how you know, you, well, I don't know if AI can, like, AI can respond to you. See, how do you know, yes. you, how you know you're not talking to me? I don't even know what the hell I just that's said. I don't know what you said either. That's a fact. And, Char- and, I, and Envy was like, wait, that was a pause. And I'm like, wow. But we'd rather regular people. I'd rather Charlamagne the God and DJ Envy and Jeff Anytime, Jess. I, I rather all the rest. <laughs> Je- you need Jess. You need Jess back. Which Jess? Jess, you know Jess Hilarious. Oh my good sister Jess. Oh okay, got you, got you. You know she has a podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network called Carefully Reckless. New episode dropped yesterday. Is that really her talking on that episode, or is it AI? might be AI? Yeah, it might be. Hello, who's this? Hello. Is this AI or is this Ashley? This is Ashley. This is Ashley. Ashley, good morning. We're talking about AI. What's your thoughts? So, I mean, as I was saying, I mean, I know it exists, and I don't like it, but, I mean, what can we do about it? Like, I see it coming. Like, my niece calls and plays on my phone all the time with AI, and because I know this, it's it's not really the issue. You know, I talk to her about it, but it's prevalent everywhere. Like, and what can we do about it? Yeah, I mean, it, it makes everybody nervous. It makes me nervous, I would say that. We got Ariana on the line. Ariana, good morning. Good morning, MV. How you doing? I'm doing well. What's your thoughts on AI? I completely agree with Charlemagne. It's very dangerous, um, especially when it comes to politics, right? Because mm-hmm. um, they can say anything. And then we, we we believe it anyways. Also, at my job, like Charlemagne said, don't trust anybody who use AI. They use the AI at my job. We got to leave voicemails. And the voicemails leave notes. When I go look, look, look at my notes, I didn't say that, but the AI said I said it. That could possibly get me fired. Dang, that's crazy. But you know what's you know what's even scary about that? Could they use somebody's voice in the court of law? 
right? And how do you prove right. it's not right. your voice, or how do you prove it is your voice? Yes, yeah, like like yeah. If they say right. uh, if they say we we got him, this is the evidence we're presenting. He was That's on the phone. and He right. confessed to this. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And they can say, well, that was AI. That wasn't that wasn't real. And then how do you prove that it was real, or how do you prove that it was fake? And you know the fact that uh, because of social media, we've been so conditioned to. You know, believe feelings over facts. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like that's why I was saying yesterday, feelings aren't facts. Your feelings often lie to you. Your feelings are not a good judge of anything. Like, you know, and then like uh, there's another quote uh, that I've seen where they say, you know, when facts become secondary to emotion, truth dies. Mm -hmm. And a society that doesn't value truth cannot survive. I don't know if y'all know, we haven't valued truth in a long, long time. What have I been saying for the since I wrote my first book, Black no, Privilege. Nobody cares about the truth when the lies more entertaining. That's right. So what does that say? What does that say? Especially now with AI. But you know what? People don't care about that statement until it happens to them, right? Because the lie is more entertaining. So they, they're entertained by what's funny, what yeah. makes them laugh until it happens to them. Then it's not funny anymore. Yeah. That's why what's I laugh the, at everything. Yeah. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is, man, pray for our good brother, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson got to be going through it. Every time he speaks to somebody, AI, this you? Yeah, this me. Hang up. I'm not talking to no What's AI, you? you know what I'm saying? Hey, Allen Iverson called back. Why you keep hanging up on me, man? Why you keep hanging up on me? You know this me. It's AI. Click, hanging up again. I ain't talking to no damn AI. You know what I was thinking about, though? Do you have the Biden, the Biden audio? Can you play the Biden audio one more time where he talks about? What if he was actually playing it right, right fast? Going to make sure those Cowboys don't stop, stop the surge. He's talking about the Dallas Cowboys, making sure we have to stop the Dallas Cowboys, and if they don't stop, we're going to send fighter jets to Texas to handle it. it How sucks. you know he's talking about real Cowboys and not the Dallas Cowboys? What would I, I just say? Your feelings often lie to you. Envy's hate for the Dallas Cowboys, his feelings about the Dallas Cowboys, is making him overlook the fact that that call is just simply not real. That that audio is simply not real. I'm thinking, but he, if it's the, if if I tell him right now he's talking about the Dallas Cowboys, he'll want to believe it. That is the problem, yo. That's why in the 48 Laws of Power, which I read when I was a teenager, it says prey on people's need to believe to create a cult like following. Because I'm thinking. He's from D.C. Man, shut from up. DC. Shut so up, man. We got Nyla Simone past the Ravens. Ops coming up. So he said, we got to handle them Cowboys. I'm going to send fighters just to make sure they don't make it to the next round. All right, this is what I need. This is what I need. I heart, this is what I need. I need a new third co-host, and I need an AI DJ Envy. I don't need I don't need real DJ Envy no more. We can just get an AI DJ Envy. I can program them to say what I need them to say, and then I need a third co-host. Okay? All right, let's talk about that in the next meeting. How about I'm not real? We know this. <laughs> so let's just get rid of you and your salary and do an artificial <laughs> intelligence envy and get me a real third co-host. We good. Oh, man. We got uh, Pastor Ox with Nala coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne, the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Pastor Ox. Go, go, What's up, Nyla? Hey, guys. ATL Nyla. Uh-uh, don't N-Y-L-A-T-L. call me that. Don't call me, don't I can call tell me you from, from a, you got a light jacket on. You got a t-shirt. You... I, I brought two jackets today. Don't don't sleep. The other one's over there with my stuff. Okay. I don't know if I like Atlanta Nyla, I don't man. know what that what is, means. What is Atlanta Nyla? I don't know. The feathered eyebrows. It's just look. It's, <laughs> I think I went a little too hard today. I used to got to be glued. But it's okay. You know, and you know where you got that from? The guys in Atlanta. <laughs> the wow. Guys. 
look, not all the guys. Look, I, but quite I, a few. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I've been feathered. Now I'm looking at your eyebrows the whole time. They look good though. Can we get a close up? Okay, cool. Fine. <laughs> Moving forward. Um, I'm excited. I guess we're going to start with an Atlanta artist since we talk about Atlanta. Of course they, we are. They actually played 21 Savage at their R&B night at um, Red Martini. Mm-hmm. It's a fire R&B night. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to DJ there. So I actually get my first start DJing there this week on Wednesday. Hey. I'm excited. So you go back to Atlanta? I'm going back to Atlanta. Yeah. She's yo, there what? for the next... She's there for four more weeks. Oh, really? She's okay. filling in for... JoJo on uh, uh, Big Homie Big Homie and JoJo Show and JoJo Show yes so what do you do on Fridays what do they do on Fridays they're not on Fridays it's a mixed show oh okay alright don't don't worry it's all situated uh-huh. anyway uh, the 21 Savage album was playing in there and I thought it was a vibe so my favorite record off the project is Red Rum they said Violent Crime in Atlanta dropped during 2023 that's hard for me to believe if they're playing Red Rum at an R&B night <laughs> at an R&B night why well, the hell actually, would you be playing no, 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 Red play, Rum at an R&B night they played the one with Brent Fias but after I heard that one it made me want to go and listen to the whole project oh well, okay. you ain't say that yeah, you, <laughs> ain't say, you said they may play this nigga in the R&B party I'm like Jesus I'm like, why would they be playing Red Rum no, at an R&B which party also by the way the intro to the song is, is hella cinematic and R&B ish so they could have got off with that. No, it's not. It's cinematic. Yes, it is. What generation? What kind of R and B y'all? It's like an opera. He said I heard intro. it. It says something. Oh wait, he didn't Chick play. Click. He didn't. He didn't, red rum, he didn't, red rum. Guns clicking, boy. That's why y'all be catching hell with these men yeah. in 2024, because because y'all telling them this is this is cinematic romantic. <laughs> Guns clicking, <laughs> dark ass music. music. <laughs> I thought a nigga said something. <laughs> <laughs> what? Bow, bow. No, this don't got nothing sexy. to do with what? romance. But speaking of romance, I think this is a record you guys will be able to appreciate. Um, it's a song by Braxton Cook called '90s. It's the remix featuring Joyce Rice and Masego. Ooh, okay. that's a vibe. Okay, okay. We like. He said, "Love me like the '90s." Mm-hmm. Okay. And even like the intro of the record, it has a, a audio clip from the movie Love Jones. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Love me great. like the '90s. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Shout out to Braxton Cook for that one. He's actually a saxophone player, so mm-hmm. I just, I, more musicians should drop music. But all right, moving forward, my last record is by Danny Brown. I actually haven't heard from Danny Brown in a minute, but one of his videos went viral. It's kind of like the PJ style. Mm-hmm. Remember that anime style? Mm-hmm. The PJs? He did a whole video shot like that for his record called Young, Black, and Poor. It's fire. Okay. Fire. I haven't heard from Danny Brown in a long ass time, too. Yeah, salute to the good brother, Danny Brown. Shout out to Detroit, too. Out. What up, though? And I just want to say, too, man, uh, I'm highly insulted. By one of our producers named Eli, you know what I mean? After you OVO play, Eli. OVO Eli, after you play 21 Savage Red Rum, he gonna text the group chat talk about Red Rum is murder spelled backwards. Let me tell you something, young boy. Okay, I was born in 1978. All right, there's a movie called The Shining that you might need to watch. That's where <laughs> Red Rum comes from. What? That movie came out in 1980. Okay. What? what are you talking about? Well, I mean, I'm glad he said that because I didn't. You didn't know? I didn't realize that. Didn't y'all, realize y'all, that. I mean, there's a bunch of songs. There's a bunch of rappers that have made songs called Red Rose. Yes, and they all uh, got it from The Shining. Mm-hmm. How are we supposed to know that? We're not born in 1980. You're right, but don't text OGs in the group chat talking about Red Rum is murder. Hey, you know what he should say? Did y'all know Red Rum is murder? <laughs> then I can explain <laughs> to him. Yes, I knew, and now I can give you the education the way it came from. All you could say is yes because he for thought he other... discovered something. Oh, all right, you know what? Shout out to Eli. Eli, I didn't know, so thank you for informing me. I thought the nigga said something. What 21 said? No. (laughs) What are you on this morning? 
Oh my god! I want you out of ATL. Okay, you got four more weeks to get up out of there. Why? Right? I love being in. I'm not gonna lie. I really like being in Atlanta. You got four more weeks. Like I had to pull my hair back because my hair sweated out at that party. Got drunk, missed my flight. It was crazy. Yeah, anyway, yeah. dancing the 21 Savage Red Rum at an R&B party. Got no, drunk, it wasn't missed a Red Rum. I just I told you it wasn't Red Rum. Anyway, nonetheless, pull up on me at Red Martini next Wednesday. It's actually B Cox party, but it, it's a vibe. And if you guys haven't already, RSVP. For our next Certified Vibe event, which was formerly known as Pass the Aux Live. It's going down at the Peppermint Club in L.A. Um, we're kicking off Grammy weekend, and it's R&B night, so we have a lot of R&B acts hitting the stage, such as Jazzy, Kenyon Dixon, uh, Layton Green. There's somebody else I'm missing. We have a bunch. Adonai Daru. Um, Yeah, so RSVP if you haven't already. All right. Nope. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. Thanks. I missed you guys. Missed you, too. Past the Ox. N Y L A T L. E T L. N Y A T L. N Y L A A T L. I like that. See, it's growing on you. No. All right. People's Choice mixes up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Salute to Erica Alexander for joining us this morning. Man, salute to the good sister Erica Alexander, one of the most brilliant humans I've ever met in my life. Uh, it is a, a, a pleasure and a privilege to be a friend and business partner with Erica Alexander, man. She's got so much great material out there. She has uh, Finding Tamika, which is executive produced by myself and Kevin Hart. That's on Audible right now. It tells the amazing true story of uh, Tamika Houston, who went missing in uh, South Carolina in the early 2000s, man. Very, 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 very... Uh, very dope project. What you call it? A, a, a neo noir ghost story, Erica calls it. But so so check that out. And she has uh, the big payback, which is all about why black people deserve reparations. That's on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. But most importantly, go support American Fiction, which is out in theaters right now. She's one of the stars, along with Tracy Ellis Ross, uh, Issa Rae. Great film. All right. All right, well, when we come back, we got the positive note, so don't move. It's the breakfast. And call, and call, uh, call, suit the court Jefferson, too. He wrote uh, American Fiction. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time to get up out of here. You got a positive note? Yes, man. My positive note is simply this. I want y'all to go and listen to my donkey of the day from the day. I want y'all to go listen to the conversation that we had on AI with our listeners, man, and uh, just remember some of these quotes that I was saying Seeing reality for what it is is we call, is what we call discernment, and the work of discernment is very hard. Okay, we're going to need discernment more than ever in 2024. But discernment to me isn't the hard part at all. In 20 in 2024, with AI being around, seeing reality for what it is is going to be the hard part. Y'all have a great weekend. Breakfast Club, bitches. We all finished or y'all done? AT and T connects and old to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. 
but you better hurry because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 